Johnny Somali is right at the top. I, I didn't want to talk about him when he was like trending for being an asshole. And I, I don't really want to talk about him now, but he's fallen into the trap with the Japanese police that the sort of draconian nature of some of Japanese laws, most of the time I find terrifying, but the benefit of the draconian system is when it is applied the right way is quite entertaining. So Japan has a system. They can hold you for 23 days without charging you. They can do that for each crime. So what they do often is they catch you, hold you for 23 days. They let you go. As you walk out the door, they catch you again and hold you for another 23 days on another charge. Johnny Somali, he was arrested for trespassing. He was held for 23 days and just recently was released. And as he was released, they rearrested him for obstruction of business, which is a classic uh, obstruction of business for recording video inside a restaurant and playing loud music. So in Japan, in America, if you're in public, you're allowed to record people. In Japan, that's not the case. You actually need to get every single person's permission to record them. If it's in a business, it's doubly worse uh, because you need the business's permission and the people in the place. So it becomes a very difficult thing to actually get permission to video in any space, really, if you're going to do it and put it on the internet and stuff. You can get sued. That's basically what it comes down to. The playing the loud music is an obstruction of business. I'm sure the business told him to stop and he didn't because he's Johnny Somali. So they arrested him for that. He was rearrested and then pulled back in. He's going to be held for another 23 days. His visa is probably very close to expired if it hasn't already. And it's just a question now of once they deport him, because that's really all they're going to do. They're not really going to charge him with any of this stuff. They're going to hold him until his visa expires probably put him on a blacklist so he can't come back to Japan. But I'm wondering if they're just like, I, I, I do wonder about his mindset. Like has they, have they made this experience so negative to him that he won't come back? Like he won't be able to come back, but if he could, would he come back is a really interesting question to me. Uh, I'd be interested in sort of one or two interviews, maybe after he gets back home to wherever he's from uh, or not. Cause he just seems like a, a prick. And that is sort of the core issue, is that he's just a prick. And I'm happy he's been arrested, and I'm happy he's being held, and I'm happy he's going through all the nightmares uh, that the Japanese legal system can create for someone. It's just, usually when it does it, it's not really fair to the person. But in this case, he did it to himself. So the conveyor belt sushi terrorism there was a couple of instances of this, but one was a guy. It turned out later that he was arrested for, on a separate charge for uh, underage sex trafficking. So he's pretty gross. Uh, but the real question was, how much trouble are you going to get into for taking the publicly shared soy sauce and licking it? Because that's what he was arrested for. It's a public nuisance, obstruction of business. Um, the issue being... How much of a threat is it to other people? How, how much of a health hazard is it to other people? And what is the punishment that should go along with that? That was the bit I was interested in. Well, he has been sentenced and he is going to do three years in prison. He's, so basically, being a jerk in a Kaiten Sushi restaurant has led him to now spend the next three years of his life in prison. That's separate from the other charge, the other like sex charge, the other charge that he had given to him that uh, everyone only found out about after the fact. Be forewarned, if you're a Johnny Somali type and you come to Japan, actually the thing is, yeah, 
So this shows the difference. They can get rid of Johnny Somali without actually doing anything. They just hold him till his visa expires, get him out of the country, and then uh, he's blacklisted. This guy, because he's Japanese, they can't just get rid of him. So three years in prison. Now that seems extreme, but also they're absolutely making sure he's never going to do it again. Japan versus hay fever. This is something I go through every year. I am a big hay fever sufferer now, which sucks. Areas around major cities, they're going to start culling the trees. Right now they are currently uh, cutting down about 50,000 hectares a year. They're going to increase that to 70,000 hectares. They have submitted a new budget. The new budget includes more tree murder machines to murder trees more efficiently. And then a supply it to, and then a guaranteed supply of allergy drugs for up to 500,000 people. That's double what it was previously. 40% of the population of Japan suffers from allergies, seasonal allergies. And uh, it's, it's, they're actually seeing it now as a point because it's so many people. It is problematic because it actually will affect productivity overall on a national level. So we're going to get rid of these trees. They're going to plant low pollen trees in place of them. I'm hoping, I'm interested now in this. Actually, I thought about this in the last second. If the trees are non-native species, will people form allergies to them in like the next generation? A lot of allergy sufferers, they develop the allergy over time. So that's a big question. Will they just start having allergies right away if you plant some new trees? Will there be less allergies overall and that will be generational? Or will future generations develop more and severe allergies to uh, these new trees? I, this is reminding me of a story I read, I think it was a couple of years ago. There was a guy, he was doing research on those monkeys that uh, sit in hot springs. Uh, those seem like a nice thing, but you know that's just poop soup at that point. And he noticed that one of the monkeys had a tree allergy. And he said he felt really sorry for it because it's not like he could go over and you're not supposed as a nature documentarian, you're not supposed to interfere with nature, but at the same time, and you can't really give a monkey drugs, but he was like, man, I really wanted to give that monkey an antihistamine. And I, I'm totally on board. I was like that monkey's life sucks. And if there's anything you could have done, I, I would have felt the exact same way. It's irrelevant, but you know, there's, there's empathy for you in the world, which is a nice thing. For the first time in a decade, a survey was done. No, <laughs> for the first time in a decade, a survey was done. No, a survey was done as it is done every year. And the first time in a decade, Japanese people are generally trending towards more positive than negative in their impression of South Korea, which is great because I want South Korea and Japan to become fast friends. I understand the complicated history between the two countries. I understand all the terrible things that have happened in the past. Uh, but I'm thinking about the future. And the future is these two powerhouses working together become a dominant force in the world. 37.4% of people think South Korea is good. 32.8% think South Korea is bad. And I'm guessing the other leftover percentages are neutral. But that trend to the positive is something I want to see more in the world. Uh, not just in South Korea, but, you know, I just want people to be nice and friendly. I, I'm, not, I'm not in a jovial mood. <laughs> um, I messed up my knee, and I went to the doctor, and the doctor's like, well, let's just wait. And honestly, the last thing you want from the doctor is just wait. You actually just want to do something and fix it. You want it fixed so you can go back to being a normal human being. So I may be a little more low-key today, 
I hope I am still providing you with the, the standard of entertainment you expect, which I'm assuming at this point is quite low if you've come back to Ninja New Japan for any amount of time. So, you know, we're, we're in good shape. Let's just keep it there and move on. So the Prime Minister of Japan, Kishida, was giving a speech, and he has been now referred to in the media as Tax Increase Megane. Uh, Megane is glasses. So he, they are calling him essentially Tax Increase Glasses, or I guess if you're going to turn it into slang, it would be Tax Increase Four Eyes. Um, this heckler was at his speech, so he's been called out in the media, and it, apparently this this nickname really, really bugs him, which honestly is already pretty funny um a heckler while he was giving a speech shouted out tax increase megane and so the prime minister's like clearly it's been resting on his mind so he he had like a wicked comeback he goes should i get lasik which uh, i think is not addressing the insulting part of the moniker as it were uh it's the tax increase part people are upset about not your glasses did not land as, as strongly as maybe he had hoped. Uh, this is one of the problems with politicians. They don't tend to be like funny. This is one of the reasons people liked Trump as he said dumb shit, but he wasn't funny in a smart way. He was funny in a dumb way. And then he always, he crossed lines, uh, which is where the entertainment ended. Prime ministers, heads of state, whatnot, they should try to stay out of the comedy realm uh, unless that's where they started and how they got into it. The irony now because of his statement, should I get LASIK? A bunch of people on the internet were like, yes, yes, you should. And they're saying like, you are more handsome without glasses than with glasses. So you should get the LASIK that you were jokingly suggesting as a counter to this nickname you have. Um, I don't think he's done himself any favors. I don't know. I don't know what to do with that one at all. Tax increase for eyes is a pretty harmless name i don't think that would get to me i guess i'm not the prime minister of a country where tax increases have become like my reputational standard i'm trying to think of what people i've i got because my hair is red it was redder when i was young i got carrot top uh, my name's peter so i got peter cottontail and peter pumpkin eater and at no point did any of those actually bother me like i remember being a kid and a kid walking up to me going, yeah, peter peter pumpkin eater i was like and like, is that really the best you got? There's no personal insult there. You've just taken a child's nursery rhyme that has my name in it and then and then said that. That's not very good. That kid, actually, I think it kind of humiliated him because my reaction was so blasé. I did get called Peter Cottontail a few times, and I was like, again, and a very lovable character. Everyone everyone thinks Peter Cottontail is, is cute. So, I mean, you're not really hurting my feelings at that point. I have nowhere to go with this. It's just nicknames only have power if you give them power. So I was thinking maybe it would have been in Kishida's best interest to ignore the nickname and the heckler, throw the heckler out for being disruptive. But the response, should I get LASIK? Probably he thought was like a drop the mic slam dunk and it really came out fairly lame. And I mean, let's be honest, it, it was. And now people are saying, yes, you should get LASIK. You would look better with LASIK. A 75-year-old man, actually, this isn't creepy news. This is just violent. A 75-year-old man was arrested for pulling a woman's hair at an ATM for being too slow. That's it. Uh, It seems like a very weird reaction. And then again, thinking that it's acceptable. Like, so honestly, I've been at ATMs in Japan and people do seem to write their life story into the, the, the touchpad when they're doing stuff. But they're doing their finances, their personal finances. It takes time. As frustrating it is for me, I sit there and wait. 
That's what I do. It's what you should do. Uh, I've never instinctively thought maybe I should assault them in some way and it will make them wrap up quicker. It will make them wrap up quicker um, or not because if they have to get stuff out, it still has to wait. I don't know. Uh, He claims he did nothing wrong, uh, not understanding that you aren't allowed to go around grabbing people's hair and pulling on it all willy-nilly like. So at 75, he's clearly not going to be changing his, his way of thinking. At 75, uh, it'll be interesting to see if he gets like assault charges. It is assault. Is he going to get jail time? I doubt it. He'll probably get a fine. I bet he has to pay the girl some money, which is, I think, appropriate. Putting your hands on someone's not okay. I, would, I, I need a lawyer friend. I think that's maybe it. I need a, a Japanese scholar expert lawyer type person and I can give them these scenarios and we can kind of talk through what the actual appropriate punishment would be because I would like to hear that I would like to know what the actual punishment should be for these things when then maybe compare them to what it actually comes out as and then you know talk through the difference so if you're a, a Japanese lawyer who speaks English that's a pretty tall order for Ninja News Japan although once again rated the number two uh, podcast on Japanese news Again, right behind uh, the national newspaper. So I just need, I realized though, I saw, of course, being number two, it kind of bugs you if you're number two a couple of times. So I went and checked and they release an episode every day. And I think that's the problem because if they release an episode every day and it gets downloaded every day, their numbers are always going to be higher than mine. So I'm never going to be able to catch up because I can't do it every single day. But think, I became the number two podcast for Japanese news with very little investment. Wow, shit. Now I just thought of how much money I've spent on fucking podcasting stuff. The mic arm, the microphone, the camera. (laughs) I should not have gone down this path. The mayor of Nakama uh, was a guest speaker and he decided to try to be charming and smart and witty, which is what you should do when you're giving speeches. Uh, there's a very fine line and you have to know your audience and stuff. And so that's where this all sort of falls apart. Uh, He decided to say speeches and skirts should be short. Now, while I agree with his sentiment, I do think speeches should be short and I am a heterosexual male. So I do enjoy a short skirt. I know that as a public official, that is not an appropriate statement to make uh, during any sort of speech. As a guest speaker, you're actually making the speaker look bad. So that's also problematic. But he got in trouble. He apologized. Uh, I think as far as some of the gross statements that have been made, like all the racism and stuff, that one is sort of more innocent. So I think he thought this was like a good joke term thing. And he sort of spoke out of term has come back to bite him in his butt. And I was about to make some jokes and I've decided not to, which is exactly what the mayor of Nakama didn't do. The creator of Gantz is a manga and it turned into a, a anime and then they made a live action film. Hiroya Oku claims to be the first person to have drawn giant breasts. Now, I personally believe that giant breasts have been drawn well, well before he started making comics. Now, I think what he means is like an official capacity of some sort, that he has made uh, giant breasts a common thing and that he's the inspiration for other manga artists to draw giant breasts. So he feels that he has inspired other 
manga artists to draw their female characters with giant breasts instead of just like, you know, normal anatomically appropriate breasts. I guess he feels like he's left his mark on the world. I'm, I'm wondering if that's the legacy I would have chosen for myself. If I was going to like choose my own legacy, I don't, I don't know if that's the one I would have gone for. Uh, having to tell everyone about it means that not everyone knows it or feels the same way. So there's an interesting secondary question there of, of do they disagree? I do know that the giant breasts were drawn before him, but at the same time, uh, perhaps not in official capacity. He claimed that other uh, manga artists sort of copied him and that he made this a, a, a trend that, of course, the anime otaku uh, audience cares for deeply. Okay, a guy was arrested for spilling bodily fluids on a skirt on a train. And he said in his defense, so he's on a train, it's crowded, and then this woman goes, hey, young lady, there's stuff on your skirt. She checks and there's like that stuff, it's man stuff, it's it's stuff, we kind of all know what it is. Uh, the man was somehow found out fairly quickly and arrested. And he said he didn't do it on purpose. He said, I believe the bodily fluids may have spilled because I couldn't get tissues or a handkerchief out in time, but I wasn't thinking about splashing the girl with it. Please keep in mind in his defense that he was still on a public train. He was still taking care of personal business. And the fact that he couldn't get to his tissues in time isn't the issue at hand. I have long said that Japanese trains, because of all this stuff, should have cameras. There's actually no cameras on Japanese public transport. This is going to change. Security cameras are going to be installed on any new train on a line with more than 100,000 people a day, which is honestly most of them except the most sort of countryside areas in the country so even though i live in sort of a backwater city and i travel to nagoya because i travel to a big city to go to work i know on my train line there's a hundred thousand people a day easily so from that any new car put on that line and of course the cars are being retired and, and replaced all the time that means there will be cameras on the train sooner or later which i actually think is a good thing uh, and just take care of it in private man okay last creepy dude story uh a peeping tom now when i think of peeping toms i have the the sort of cartoonish image of a guy in a bush pushing the the bush aside and looking in through a window maybe climbing a tree this guy took it to the next level he says he's like i want i want to see in this woman's apartment i want to see what she's doing i want to peeping tom her I feel a little bad for everyone named Tom, this association. I guess it's that kid's thing where the names that were thrown at me, like Peter Cottontail, didn't hurt my feelings. But Peeping Tom, that, that could actually hurt your feelings. That's that's like a connection that, that is, you know, you know, reflects badly on you. He decided that he was, this is a seven-story building. He decided the best way to do this, to go look into this woman's room, would be to rappel down the side of the building. Now, I have never rappelled anything. But I know the first thing, if I was going to rappel down a building, like let's just say, for some reason, I have the instinct. I'm going to rappel down the side of this building. I want the rope that I will be using to rappel with to be firmly attached to something. This guy tied it to a ladder. Now, ladders don't tend to be connected to anything solid. Therefore, 
The ladder slipped and he fell seven stories. They didn't actually say how many stories. He survived. So maybe he didn't fall all seven stories. Um, he was arrested. Uh, he was taken to the hospital. And then when he was released for hospital, he was immediately arrested. I was weirdly more focused on the repelling aspect of this story than the actual Peeping Tom. Peeping Toms are just like every gross Ninja News Japan story, relatively common, to be honest. Uh, I like the stories where they take it to an extreme. It's weird when you take it to an extreme, but you're also too dumb to do it right. So it's the, the stories where people take something to an extreme and they're kind of like leveling up versus this guy where he's like, I'm going to do something. I'm not smart enough to think it all the way through. I have no intention personally of doing this kind of thing. And I already know I need to look into repelling a bit more before I start trying to repel anything. So kids, don't repel down buildings. I mean, that's it. Just Again, I'm not going to give you advice on how to peep or tom. I just don't want you to repel down buildings. It's dangerous. Don't do it. 